Before we get started with tonight's podcast, uh, we want to dedicate this show to our good friend, Crash Kirka, who recently passed away. Um, we really appreciated all the things that he did for the podcast. And as I mentioned on the live show, uh, he was instrumental in helping us uh, do our Republic Jeopardies that we did. I think it was last year as well. So rest in peace, friend, Crash Kirka. This podcast is dedicated to you. Welcome, Sacramento soccer fans, to the State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis, and in today's show, we are going to be briefly uh, talking about our experience in Orlando, uh, not just the game, but just things that happen around our whole week, and we're now back home, and we know that there's lots uh, to talk about that happened last week. So without further ado, let's go ahead and introduce our co-hosts, who, as y'all know, were also there with me in Orlando. First, let's go over to you, Sharon. How's it going? Welcome back. <laughs> yeah, it feels really good to be home. I'll tell you what, I had a, a massive uh, um, welcome party by one individual, and it was otherwise known as Pasha the Cat. Um, the podcasts, I guess it's called. I don't know what she, what he's called. But to make a long story short, it was great to be home. Still catching up on laundry and all that other stuff. Um, but being away in Orlando was quite the experience. I can't wait to talk briefly about all that jared how are you uh just glad to be home i mean it's uh, always good to travel but uh, nothing beats your own bed you know it's, i think that's pretty much a universal feel uh yeah we definitely have uh some things to talk about as far as the orlando experience uh both uh pre-match and post-match but uh yeah it's uh I'd like to get into it how about you Luis? Uh, I'm doing good. I got to say, I really enjoyed last week, despite the results. Uh, I think that we all had a memorable experience. Uh, one of those things that we'll forever remember as as Republic fans. And I think that's all we really wanted out of this trip. And, and I'm glad that, you know, we, we had that. So let's go ahead and, and talk about some colossus of gratitude for the whole week. Sharon, I usually go with you because I know you probably already have everything already in your mind. So uh, how about it? What, what's what's some of yours? Okay, and I'm just gonna list the names really fast, and you know, call out just two little things of uh, why it was so special for me. So, I, you know, Galazzo gratitude to um, United Airlines for getting me there safely, right? And then Tina for being the, probably one of the best roomies ever I've had on a trip. Man, it was great. We're at Embassy Suites. It was so super, right? And then, of course, to you, Luis, for sh- shuttling us here and there. Um, that was so cool. And for just being the, you know, always the backbone of the podcast and kind of making sure we were um, knitted together when we had to be and for helping us host the live show that we did. That was fabulous. And Jared, oh my God, your recommendations for food and drink and playtime. They were so awesome, dude. And then you did these interviews. I have to shout out to CBS um, and every, you know, all the stations, uh, um, Michelle Dapper for, you know, the interview with KCRA. I mean, everything was so great. I mean, it just had was such a fantastic feel. And Scott Bradford, you know, for just like totally going with the flow and being kind of like a a maverick slash good friend, you know, that pal that you wanted to be with all the time. And he was awesome for us. And then Jane and Scott Walker, Jane for making the and bringing the flags. And then Rosa for, you know, helping out with that in advance and for always having a smile on her face for all of us. 
And then Erica Bjork, you know, so God, shout out for her to be able to see her and listen to some of her stories. It was so, so, so cool. Justin Dubois, can't thank him enough for just being kind of like that stable person when you wanted to ask a question about whatever's going on. You know, he always had a great answer. Heather Sims for the freaking massive travel that she did and the sacrifices that she did to get to Harry Buffalo while we were all celebrating there in advance um, and then moving on to the game. But she flew in like and now she's back doing her bike across the country thing, whatever. And then to Steve and Andrea Barnett, who were newbies to our group, and it was great. And there have been a couple of other newbies that, you know, it's great, Karen and, and her son, Michael. And to Kevin Nagel for hosting, we didn't get to it, but for hosting an event um, separately from us. And to the Tower Bridge Battalion, man, for organizing so much stuff in the, and the march, man, we just had so much fun in advance. And Jared, I know you had fun afterwards, but anyhow, and then to... uh Publix. And one last shout out that's going to kind of be really off the wall and different. But while I was suffering from what do you call the vertigo from being up so high in the freaking nosebleed seats where they stuck us, right? Um, I happened to find Duggar literally said, come over to the railing. It's cooler. You'll feel better. And so while I was still up in nosebleeds, I wandered over to where he was, which was the very edge. And you could see, you know, down below, but there was a breeze coming through and I didn't feel so vertigo-ish over there because of the wind and the breeze. And I have to give a little shout out to him for like summoning me and say, just come over here for a little bit. And he was like, oh, thank God. So, you know, all that aside, you know, and, and Ryan and Alicia, oh my God, I think that they may have bought a dinner for this huge group of us. Um, you know, I... There's so many to thank and whoever was on our live show. Thank you so much. That pretty much nails my glasses of gratitude. There's 10,000 more, but whatever. We'll talk about those another day. Jared. Yeah, I'm probably going to echo a lot of them, uh, but uh, for for some reasons, uh, first of all, uh, big glasses of gratitude to Scott Bradford. I mean, for securing the, uh, the lodging, beautiful place. Um, uh, the Aloft uh, downtown Orlando, although we didn't really use it, we had a great view of the uh, the pool, and um, you know it, it was it was a great uh, overall ho- hotel. There there were some things that could have been improved on, but uh, but still, it cer- certainly beats the Econo Lodge. Uh, al- also, for a uh, uh, big losses of gratitude to to Luis for uh, you know get, getting us uh, picked up and getting us to the airport. You know just. Uh, Getting the uh, live town hall set up uh, at the uh, uh, embassy suites, so that was certainly a different experience. But certainly great to have so many people uh, there uh, for the for the live town hall. Uh, to, to Sharon as well for for getting uh, myself and Luis uh, that that scarf, which uh, I mean we'll, we'll probably have to flip it one way so that we were not seeing that uh, Orlando City crest, but. Uh, Either way, it's it's still a good reminder of that. Um, definitely to the Publix, uh, even though they had ran out of the ingredients of one of my subs, they were still they were able to quickly substitute for another one. Uh, also to to, uh, to to Tina and and Sharon for when we were helping cut out the, the the fat heads, and I had to draw myself away from those cookies, which I ended up buying two of those cookies uh, for the flight back here. Uh, big, big, big loss of gratitude to TBB as well. I mean, they, even though we had lost 
you know, the post match, they just made the entire experience all, all that better. Uh, of course, we also ended up singing uh, REM's Everybody Hurts uh, at uh, Aloha Beautiful. So that, so that was a beautiful moment. Uh, but yeah, there's just so many more folks I, I can think of as far as the glasses of gratitude. Um, yeah, it's, it's just a overall memorable experience. Uh, Would have been great to have the win, but, you know, it's, I would still do it all over again. Rave bear for those yes. curing the fatheads that we had to cut, that we ended up cutting out. Rave bear gets like ten thousand colossus of gratitude. You guys, if you haven't met Don Gibson personally, there was a write up on him um, on one of the press on one of the media releases. You really got to read that about him. The dude is ethereal. I'll tell you what, he's a unicorn. He's ethereal, and yet he comes up with these like incredible ideas. <laughs> I can't wait to see what the next chapter looks like for having more fat heads. Yeah. 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 He was definitely awesome for, for getting those uh, fat heads uh, done up. I mean, that, I mean, they'll definitely be used again, but it was just great to to see that how they came out and were used in Orlando. Yeah. Hey, Luis, what are are yours? Let's not forget the modified Orlando city crest with, uh, <laughs> the security cameras that that was gold. I mean, a, a colossal oh, yeah. for actually uh, working on that so quick, right? Because the news had just uh, broken hours before. But uh, I'm gonna keep mine brief, and uh, I'm gonna try not to miss anyone too. But Sharon, once again, for those scarves that that she gave to us, it was really great. She gave it to me right when I got on the plane, super timely, and I was able to take a picture with my manager, who is also an Orlando City fan, which. Just so everyone knows, especially people who follow me on a personal level and see my stories, don't be surprised if I'm wearing an Orlando City scarf on my story sometime next month because we kind of had a bet and the bet was loser has to wear the winner's scarf and post it on their stories. So, uh, yeah, I hate those kind of bets. And I think Daryl Steinberg <laughs> lost a bet, too, with the mayor of Orlando City. So, uh yeah, it's it's a bit tough, but hey, we're gonna be, uh, you know, uh, making sure that we uh, do the bet as as promised. So um, yeah, just it's up to everyone. I'm not switching teams. <laughs> that, that's that's all that's a part of. And then another one actually uh, going out to everyone who tuned in and who actually was also at the town hall live show, and also to Sharon for organizing all that because I was really busy. Driving back to Orlando after meeting up uh, with my coworkers uh, about almost two hours away from there. So thank you so much, Sharon, for getting all that organized and inviting people. And to all the people who were there, we had a blast. Uh, we really enjoyed it. And I can't wait sometime in the future, possibly USL final, right? If <laughs> it's not in Sacramento to redo that again, because it, it was a really great experience to be able to have uh, so many fans there and hear everyone's thoughts on everything as, as things were going on. Also to coach Briggs, because the guy's just really awesome, as we always say, right? But if y'all haven't seen that motivational video that he did right at the end of the game, as all the players were feeling really sad about the results that had happened on Wednesday, he cheered everyone up, right? He wanted to make sure that the players, you know, felt like, hey, you guys did a really great work tonight, right? Things just didn't work out our way. And the last thing, right, about him actually telling the players, Go thank the fans, right? And that's when y'all see that the players came to us, 
And I put a video out there too of when the players are walking towards our section and just waving at us too. That's really awesome. And again, it just goes to show that coach is not just a player's coach, but also a fan's coach. And he has everyone in mind um, with all these things. So just huge colossal gratitude to him for doing that. And also just in general to the team for the effort that they put out there, because had they not put such a great effort and held through until the 75th minute, you know, we wouldn't feel the same, right? But because they did that, it just made the trip worth it because they gave it their all. We know that they did as great as they were able to and mistakes happen in the world of the sport. So no one could blame anyone. These things happen. So we're really proud of, of all the guys for uh, what they did on Wednesday. And then one last one goes out to um, my coworker, Adger, who actually uh, made the trip out to Orlando on my last day of there. Uh, she lives about two hours away from there. And so the fact that she made the trip and not only did that, but we went to a couple different spots and then she dropped me off at the airport, uh, despite there being a, a crazy storm. I mean, I'm glad it didn't happen on Wednesday because it was a really intense storm that happened throughout the whole city. So colossal gratitude for, for driving in the rain and uh, dropping me off at the airport. All right. Well, now that we have those set aside, Let's go ahead and, you know, I, I want to talk about not just the game, but just things that happen around the game, right? The first thing that we knew had happened, and this kind of happened in uh, simultaneous with the whole spy situation with Orlando, but let's talk about how Orlando made us actually practice at a public park rather than helping us coordinate where we could actually practice at. And we know there's a bunch of soccer fields in Orlando, right? There's colleges, maybe high schools, although it shouldn't be a high school. It should be a college, right? That we get to practice on just like, you know, World Cup national teams get to do that. So I don't know, Sharon, I know you have more of the details of the back end of teams, but isn't it supposed to be the host that helps the away side coordinate those things? Since I mean, they are living in their city. <laughs> So in the USL rules, I don't know what the Open Cup rules are, but in USL league play, I believe the home team has to help arrange for a training facility for the visiting visiting team. And in the past, um, my knowledge was, you know, we we would arrange to have a training available at CRC, you know, the college and it's fenced. So it'd be limited access. Um, it is a public location, but there's a way to kind of make it less public in a way. Um, and but that's USL rules. And you know, usually the teams are never there at the same time, so it works out okay. However, you know, there are other fields that can be helped or to be arranged. So I think that's USL. Honestly, I don't know about the US Open Cup rules, but if it transcends, you know, it's US soccer, if it if that sort of uh ruling or whatever guidance exists because rules are different than guidance then you know why weren't maybe we just didn't take them up on um their suggested locations who knows because i know that the team did not stay um locally they stayed in winter park there was a different location they were kind of northeast of orlando and so this could have been a location that was closer to where the team was staying and this was the best that could be done um, it looked as though that the, I mean, just from the videos, it looked as though, um, at their training site that the fields were in pretty decent shape. Of course, they get a ton of water there. So why not? As long as they're mowed, but you know, I, I can't fault 
anybody at this because I don't know the 100% details. So I don't know if it's worth worthy breaking down this conversation of, of that. Um, so it's almost like, well, okay, so that happened and that happened and you just have to move on. It should not, that situation, although it caused a lot of consternation and it is under investigation, that should not have affected the results of the match or the way that our team played. It gets under our skin and it makes for a bitter rivalry as as well as the fact that Orlando, the second subject about Orlando, they screwed us over in the seating arrangement. Typically, you give the visitors an entire section, top to bottom. We were given nosebleed seats in sections that were so high up. Like I said, I had vertigo. I'm glad I bought a different ticket down lower where I didn't have to be so high up and so steeply up. I literally had vertigo and I would be that fam that tumbled down the seats just because of vertigo, right? You know, I'd be, I'd be that person. So they kind of, Orlando was not a very welcoming, you guys all agree. I know we've talked about this before as a host, they were not very welcoming at all. And there's buzz that they should never be allowed to host again, uh, an open cup final. You know, there, there is total buzz about that. There's, there's a lot of complaints that are going to go out there. So that being said, I think Luis has got some game footage queued up 74th minute. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted us to, to take a look at, at the action thread of this match too. And then the first one, first goal, right. Unfortunately, it's one of those things that, as I mentioned before, happens in the sport, right? Sometimes you have a really good game as a defender and then all it takes is just one mistake. And it was unfortunate, right? But I, I think, as I always like to say with any mistake that happens, no matter what game it is, I'm sure Coach Briggs has looked at this lots of times, gone through it, right, with Dan, with the rest of the players, and just, you know, just to make sure that we try not to make the same mistake come playoff time, right? Because we know those games are going to be pretty intense. And last thing you want is a mistake happening like that uh, at a playoff game that, you know, it's just a one leg game, just as it is in this case. And, you know, there goes your whole season. So Connor Donovan, you know, gives it back to Dan Casey. And then Dan, uh, you know, I think he could have just cleared it out, honestly, at that point. Right. And I know he was trying to pass it. And yes, you appreciate that. But I think if it ever happens again, I say just clear it out of bounds. I don't know what you guys think, but that that's what I would have done is just clear it out of bounds and try not to pass it. He got picked. You know, he definitely got picked. His pocket got picked. Um, you know, you're in the 75th minute. There's I don't know what kind of communication was being given to him as far as man on. Um, but the Orlando fans were so loud. My hunch is he probably couldn't even have heard the um the instructions or the warning you know that he had a man on he actually had two players closing in on him and one of them was able to um snip the ball away and give it to um their forward who was able to get around Connor Donovan and pass it off to another player and the shot went in um heads went up and then they went down um and I think that was kind of like the beginning of a mood change for our guys um but you know we can't really dwell on it but you're right Luis this is one of those situations you got to learn from it, move on. Um, you can't hear, you could not hear in that stadium. You couldn't hear. They were mm-hmm. loud. It was the loudest match I think any of us have ever been to, mm-hmm. you know, because it was full of Orlando fans. So 
so I feel I feel bad for the guys, you know. They probably couldn't hear each other when they were giving instructions. We move on to the next play that happened uh rather quickly, right? And like you said, you mentioned Sharon, it's just one of those things where we got hit with this. We didn't expect this to happen, right? I felt like we were gonna go to extra time, zero zero. It was that even up that I was like, this is just gonna keep going. But unfortunately, when you you know have that circumstance. You're going to make mistakes, right? I mean, you have to be really concentrated to uh, make sure that nothing happens. And we get a PK called. And I don't know what you guys think about the call. I mean, I want to question the no call. PK. No PK. Yeah. But we have no VAR to negate that. There's no PK there. You, our, our coach, everybody has reviewed this play over and over and over. There was no PK there. It was all ball. And it is a shame that there's no VAR, right? I think I mentioned it before uh, the match as well, that when you have a final, I know they haven't had it in other cup games, but why not just implement it for the final? Right? I mean, you have a three $300,000 uh, winner, right? Thing that will, you know, they're, you know, both trying to actually get, it makes sense to get VAR, right? And there was also a CONCACAF ticket on the line. <laughs> so it just doesn't make sense to me. You know, you have it in an ordinary MLS game, like right. U.S. soccer could have. So here's the deal. We could have come back from a 2-0 loss because there was still time. There really was still time, you know, our 2-0 uh, scoreline. Because our team knows how to play um, a 2-0. They know how to play, you know, uh, how to attack on a on a two-goal um, deficit. We do know how to do all that. We know. But, um, yeah, it didn't happen. Yeah, it, it didn't happen. And, you know, it, it was tough, right? I mean, once you're 2-0, I, I know we've done in the past, but when you're playing away and just the way that things are happening, the penalty that we felt was not a penalty, you feel like, you know, things are just not going your way at that point, right? And that's why, you know, towards the end of the match, uh, you know, almost like, you know, last like two, three minutes of it too, we get this uh, 3-0 uh, goal that, I mean, I, I can't even say much about it, right? Because at that point, the, there's not going to be any concentration when you're in the last minutes and you're trying to go up, trying to get a goal that may not end up being the tying goal, right? But at least it's a goal that makes the scoreline a little bit closer, right? So, Oh, if we were trying to get a goal, right. If we were trying, if we were trying hard to get a goal, which we did, we threw guys up in the attack. We were minus one in the defense. We changed our system of play to try to throw more attack at the game. And so that left a little hole in the back um, in the 96th minute. We had a little bit of a hole in the back and um, yeah, they were able to capitalize on some gaps in coverage and, you know, some long ball that, that they threw at through our way and their striker was able to, you know, get on the ball and make an excellent shot, excellent shot on the far side of the net, you know, where there was no coverage, you know, so it was a, a broken play on our part, but at the end of the day, you know, that was the nail in the coffin. There was no way you can come back from a three, a three goal deficit in the 96th minute. There's just no way with only eight minutes of stoppage time. If there were 15 minutes of stoppage time, <laughs> dude, we could do that. We could but there wasn't. There was only eight. Yeah, that, that would have been good. Yeah, we would have got an extra 15 minutes to, to to get through that. But I have to say, we mentioned the disrespect uh, from Orlando City front office. How about the disrespect from Benji 
Mitchell and actually celebrating in the same fashion as Malik Foster. Was that really necessary at that point? It's like, you're winning 3-0. Why do you have to do it? It it just, you know, it's like, that's not needed. I know. We're already done. Gamesmanship has been going on like this for forever. And he literally, literally sent us to bed. He put us to bed. That last (laughs) goal was, you know, I can't blame them. We would have done the same damn thing. Right, Jared? We would have done all that. We (laughs) had we been in their shoes. We would have done the same thing. You know, we would have put our hands to our head and look what we did to Kansas City. You know, when he did the Panenka, he literally imitated what the player did in celebration with the flip and the, 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 you know, um, Malik did. And then he added the, you know, putting him to bed thing. And so, I mean, I got to love gamesmanship, right, Jared? Mm. (laughs) I got a growl. (laughs) He growled. <laughs> You'll get more than a growl for me too. So the way I see it is that when Malik did it, it was in response to an initial offense, right? And so here the guy is offending us when I think we could have done the same to Orlando because of how we were disrespected, right? And because of the spy and all that. So that's why I felt like hey, we didn't do anything to Orlando. That's true. That. Yeah, that, that's that's how I felt. You know, and that's why when I saw it in person, I saw it from afar and I was like, that that was not necessary. You know, we, we didn't send a spy to your you know training grounds, which it, had we done that, okay, go for it. You know, we deserved it. Okay, this is so funny. You said you saw it from afar. You were up in the freaking nosebleed seats all the way up on the very, very top. How do you see anything from up there where they stuck us? That was a big, huge disrespect on Orlando's part to give us like horrible seats where, you know, you literally could have used opera glasses or binoculars just to see the match, right, Jared? Oh, we could have borrowed the ones they used. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Leave it to Jared to bring some levity back into the conversation. Thank you. Well, the, the, there is that modified Orlando City crest as well with the binoculars, right? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've still got that as my uh, profile picture in, in protest of the, of the match. I mean... Has has anybody heard any, any updates as far as the supposed U.S. Soccer Federation's investigation into this? I haven't heard a single thing. I have a funny feeling this just kind of can be under the carpet. You know, it's like, well, you know, it was a public park. They're going to side. They're going to side with the whiners. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's just I, I've seen so many uh, Orlando City fans said, oh, it was, if it, it was a public park and, and this and that. It's like. Like and this is no way, no way to say all Orlando fans, but the ones that are just simping and defending the the, the spying, they're no better than these uh, New England Patriots uh, fans that uh, legitimize Spygate. I mean, all they're doing is saying, "Well, we won, so eh, I mean, it doesn't really matter." I mean, first of all, it's forty-five miles north at uh, north slash northeast of Orlando, so somebody had to go out of their way. To, to go to this park. I mean, what if we were to host and then they were at, uh, I don't know, let's say if we were, if they were to be hosted at uh, American River College or Sac City or something like that, and or especially Sac City with the, uh, the light rail station, and what if we had someone spying over them and then, you know, they, they started to complain and then we end up winning the cup. I mean, I'm sure they wouldn't exactly be too, too thrilled with it. I mean, there, there's no place for the spying. I mean, and also the fact that Orlando City, they basically 
like treated us like, like a secondary with, with the nosebleed seats. The only positive I can think about with that section is it kept the rain off of us and there was a breeze, <laughs> mm-hmm. but we, we were supposed to get an entire section. I mean, why, why just give us like only a few rolls and then just throw their supporters in front of us? I mean, hell, that makes it look, look like as if nobody for Republic FC showed up. That's probably by design of it. You, yes, also, you, can't, you can't with the cameras. You could not see up there. Literally, you can't see that those top rows of section 102, 101 and 103 where they stuck us. You can't see that from the regular TV cameras. So it did look like there were no Sac Republic fans. Although mm-hmm. when I moved around, I could see us scattered here and there, but you couldn't see it. You couldn't could not see us. Yeah, And then, and also the, the staff there at the stadium, I mean, there towards the end, there were there was one of our supporters that uh, has has to use a cane and their security was just waving the dude off. Like, you can't go through, you can't go through this way. Blah, blah, blah. And, and it was just stairs to, to exit the stadium. And she was just adamant that she was not going to let him move through even with his cane. And also there was another portion I was trying to get through uh, during halftime and they just were adamant. No, you can't go through this way. You go, blah, blah, blah. I mean, this, it was, yeah, my, yeah, my, right. we were, there were, there was no niceties extended to us. I was, yeah, it, we've all, we all had some experience with how not, not nice they were. So again, we hope they never get to host and hopefully they never make it to the U.S. Open Cup again because of how they treated us this time. Or, you know, maybe we can give them some feedback. Well, I mean, you know, Open Cup, All-Star Game, I, I don't care. I mean, they r- really have no business hosting any, not extra, I'm trying to think of the other right term for it, uh, extracurricular uh, games or anything like that. I mean, if they're going to treat away supporters like, like that, I mean, even w- with uh, San Jose Ultras or the, the Oakland Root supporters, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming they were treated uh, decently you know, at, at Heart Health Park. I mean, here, I mean, at uh, Exploria Stadium, I mean, we were just afterthoughts. So, and we I don't know. I, money. Well, if you think exactly. about it, we're paying 20 to 30 to $35 per ticket, some even more. And how many hundred or if not 1500 they made bucks off of us. Plus, people bought, you know, beer. I, I didn't buy a thing when I was there. Maybe water. Luis got me over water, right? Yeah. And it, yeah. I didn't buy anything. The, yeah, the only positive I can say is uh, they they were doing happy hour pricing all day, which meant like the regular beers like seven dollars, and the water is free. So I'll I'll give them that. But that's probably about the only thing I can give Explor- Exploria Stadium in Orlando uh, City. Let's see. I mean, it's uh, I don't know. I sure there's so much with their stickers. I sure hope everybody did gobs of sticker slaps whether it was a tvb sticker one of our stickers or a sac republic sticker i hope we stickered that place so in places that they're not going to find it but everybody's going to see it it's kind of like we were here you know whatever you screwed us over and Luis, i just helped myself held myself back from saying a different word i don't want to give you extra work for bleepable offenses but yeah yeah, I, I'm the same way. I mean, there's a, a lot of other colorful words I could use to describe Orlando City organization as a whole and the stadium. But, you know, Luis's poor, poor buzzer finger is going to be uh, getting arthritis as a result. Hey, I, I could say the same thing, too. If we weren't recording, you would be seeing a whole different side of me with them because I, I was not happy at all with uh, all the treatment that, that we received. And I know, Jared, you shared that viral video, right, of those 
kids that oh, are shouting God, at other yeah. players. And it's like, that what was... kind of culture is going on here? Like, you don't even see that at TBB, right? Like, you know, everyone's, you know, not doing that too, right? At least, you know, our uh, away fans, right, at our home stadium get good treatment, right? You don't have people insulting them, right? Especially as they're marching through. Like, and it's they have a whole, whole section. Thing. They yeah. get like a whole section. Ugh. Yeah, that was that was just just plain disgusting uh, actions by by someone that's probably not even a teenager, and and they're saying all that st- stuff to to, mm-hmm. to our club dur- during warmups. I mean, some people say, "Oh, well, the parents weren't uh, weren't there." It's like, yeah, I I, I can clearly see that with the upbringing of, of them kids. I mean, our 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 the young younger supporters, yeah, they they. they you know, say stuff, but nowhere near as bad as that. Nowhere near as bad as Orlando's uh, kid fans. It's that's just plain disgusting. Yeah, there's no there's no room yeah. for it. Their their kids definitely have bleepable offenses. Anyhow, <laughs> enough lamenting about this. What's next? Well, what's next? You know, just uh, talking about the positive things in this match. Um, we would take a look at possession. We did have forty eight percent, which. Not an easy thing to do, especially at a final game and playing away. And out of our shots on target, I mean, get this, right? We get two shots on target out of five shots that we had. Well, Orlando only had three on target out of 15, right? So, I mean, all in all, it it was an even match for us, right? And that's why we need to hold our heads up high and be like, we gave him a good game. And, you know, it, it was not one-sided at all, right, up up until the 75th minute. I couldn't agree with you more. The performance I saw from our guys was definitely at the right level, and it was at the right pace. And it was interesting because I saw our guys slow the pace down so that they couldn't play their pace, you know, the, their speed of play. Every time we got the ball, we slowed the pace, which is like it drives those MLS clubs nuts to when we control the pace of the game. Mm-hmm. And I was like, right on. I like that. You know, we kind of took a little steam out of them. But, yeah, I I, I I enjoy those stats. Yeah. And, you know, after this happened, you know, it's it's a shame we're not an MLS, right, that we can't guarantee play them a couple of times <laughs> but that makes me more motivated if we do make it to mls to play against them it's going to be a whole different vibe if we're in mls and we play against them because we're going to have this memory in our minds until that happens right so anyhow um taking a look at, at our uh, podcast winner dinner competition and how things <laughs> went sharon and jared i mean you two should be really happy that we had a lot of categories because you two actually got two points and i got zero points <laughs> oh from the open cup cool yeah so yeah J- jared actually, some grounds that's good <laughs> yeah oh you, you guys did and so sharon Got two points out of saying no to extra time and PKs. And Jared out of saying Orlando would be getting the first yellow card and saying that there was no weather delay, which <laughs> we couldn't believe it, right? But hey, that was no an option. You could say no weather delay. And Jared was uh, the the brave guy to say so. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Go us. <laughs> Great. Well, that was that. Again, we had a good time uh, being in Orlando and we'll do the trip again if it happens next year because 
we'll be there supporting the guys uh, no matter what happens uh, in any game. So, all right. Well, uh, last final things here before we close this episode out. Um, SaxSoccerPod.com is our official website if you want to go check it out and uh, be able to listen to all of our episodes on there as well. Also, you can leave a voicemail. You can also leave a review for the podcast on there. Uh, so check it out and uh, feel free to let us know your thoughts. And we also welcome any feedback you have for our show. I know Sharon got a lot of different feedback ideas from some of you out there. So thank you so much for letting us know that. Um, you, I know it doesn't always happen that you can hear feedback from anyone and we'll be taking your considerations as well. And there are a couple of things that we're going to be implementing as well. So just uh, keep an eye out on socials because we have an interesting new um, series of sorts, right? Video series that might also be on the podcast as well. And it'll be like a monthly thing, but uh, we're still trying to figure out how that's going to work out. So just be on the lookout, but it's going to be really interesting and it's going to involve uh, you, the fans out there. So should be great. If you're not following us yet on social media, please give us a follow. You can find it at State Republic 12 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Shout out to everyone who tuned into our Instagram live shows. We're going to be doing more of those as well as more town halls. So just be on the lookout for that uh, as we'll be uh, doing more of those here in upcoming weeks and, and months, of course, as well. All right, Sharon, Jared, last final parting words before we say goodnight. Hey, let's go get the next Open Cup next year. Let's just do, we know what it looks like. Let's go. And always, let's go Sacramento. Well, we've uh, got the Open Cup uh, uh, done away with for, for this year. I know we're going to make, make our uh, great run for it next year. But uh, until then, let's focus on getting into the playoffs and getting the second USL Cup. Go Republic. And for me, I said it on the post that I did. We made it here already, and we can make it back here again. And that's what I take out of making it to a cup final is that we are going to be serving as inspiration not only to future Sac Republic players, but also to anyone in the lower leagues that you can also be in an Open Cup final someday as well. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening to us tonight, and we'll see you in a couple of days here on State of the Republic podcast. Cue the music. You don't want me to say it, do you? You don't want me to say cue the music. Jared did a really good job. He had a great voice. All right, we'll we'll go with Jared. (laughs) Also, if you ever have fun, Paul. What was that? What the heck? What was that? That was the weirdest. <laughs> it's kind of like when you're trying to, you know, juggle the ball and you feel you can do some like crazy little trick too. And then poof, you just kind of fall. <laughs> I don't even know what you were trying to say. <laughs> it's doing too much. <laughs> doing too much as I'm trying to like look at my notes here and go there. <laughs> I, heard, I heard him say and something for the bed. No, pom pom. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> Yeah, we don't even have rain, right? I felt like I just slipped on the field. Um, (laughs) Okay, here's what I was going to say. If you haven't followed us yet on socials, please give us a follow. All right. I'm going to take that. Take three. I'm muting myself. I'm (laughs) muting I had to have a a blooper, right? We weren't going to have anything, but you can't go an episode without a blooper. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.
<laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not even going to stare at the screen because then I'll laugh just looking at you. <laughs> I'm going to actually put my hand over the, the cameras here.